What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 462nd episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I am here today. Almost forgot my name. It is SPJ with me. <laughs> 462. Start, starting off on a banger right now. Uh, with a hot me episode. is Greg. Back I from here. traveling. I am back from my whirlwind tour of the East Coast. If by tour I mean Philadelphia and Hamilton, New Jersey. Triton makes the world takes. Those of you who know what that means, I don't know what it is, but but at me. And then I came home on Friday, went straight to Target, and bought Metopia. So if you're playing Metopia, come at me, because I I have a whole bunch of really great me's you can add to your to your Metopia. Just find me on Twitter, say hey, what's your access key? I can join you on your adventure. I sent an ideal picture to Steve of Steve in my adventure, and he just ignored it. Yeah, that's true. I did. You did. You I just ignored to, it. I meant to say something, but then I didn't. Yeah. Typical. Will is still on the East Coast, so we have Al back with us. Yes, and and I will try my best not to talk too much about Eurovision <laughs> today. But okay. no Oh, you can talk a lot about it. Who Do we know who won? Is it done? No is uh, it declared? is done, yeah. It, 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 well, okay, spoiler alert for Eurovision. <laughs> uh, it, it, Italy won. Italy? Italy won. Yeah. They make it was pizza. Either, but it was supposed to either be <laughs> Ireland or Australia. Uh, uh, Those were the two. What, what, both of them didn't qualify for the final. What? I, <laughs> Where I were you care. reading these things? <laughs> I don't care. Those are the two. Those are the only two places I care about currently. <laughs> Look, kangaroos are not European. Scotland, did Scotland even put anything in? Uh, Scotland not being an independent country at this point in time do not have that. Yeah, option. so I don't care about that. Uh, How is it every time UK Al is one, on the show? I am. I learn more things about Scotland. <laughs> I don't know what this independent country means. What was that? You can't say that in uh, passing. America <sighs> fought a war of independence to be free of Scotland. And we are. Scotland technically isn't free. It's a, it's a really complicated. Who has the keys? This is, I mean, you really don't want to get into this, do you? <laughs> okay. All right, this, is, this is going to go. This is going to go seriously political so quickly. Even the answer to that question is political. <laughs> All right. It gets ugly fast. We we oh, have yes. <laughs> we have Al here. We have Gibble Community Day coming up. We have uh, some TCG. We got uh, we got some. We have a lot of TCG stuff. Do we have amazing 25th anniversary songs to celebrate? We Do have we have <laughs> an amazing 25th anniversary distribution to talk about, or are we just going to say that the 25th anniversary brought us shiny Wooloo? We can start with the shiny Wooloo. <laughs> Can we? Because it's there are worse gone things. by this thing. When this goes out, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. The the Wooloo is gone. Normally, uh, so we'll, we'll start off with that Pokemon news. Pokemon.com. Heard Wooloo and Double in Max Raid Battles. Shiny Wooloo appearing in Sword and Shield for a limited time. That was May 23rd from 5 p.m. PDT until they actually don't even have an end date on Pokemon.com. Good. Good job. It ends tonight. But by the time this episode comes up, it will be over. Lucky trainers will have a ca- chance to counter Shiny Wooloo. Wow, they really... Why? Somebody at Pokemon.com really... <laughs> they literally said when it started, you could encounter Shiny Wooloo, and then it said how to connect to the internet. 
to access max raid dens. This was probably the shortest <laughs> raid announcement they have done since they started doing these. Was they, this for International Wool Day? Was that this weekend? I don't know. Why did they do it this weekend? <laughs> was there a reason? Was it for Eurovision? There, I don't think there was. <laughs> Unless was there were sheep in Eurovision that we didn't there's know. There's always sheep in Eurovision. It's Eurovision. <laughs> Europe is mostly sheep. Somebody brought sheep on stage, I hope. I did not see any sheep. I saw a massive 12-foot moon and some massive inflatable Man. trumpets, but no no sheep. I need to watch COVID complications, presumably. Hmm. Assumed. Probably. Is, okay, there's got to be an international wool day. I'm looking it up. It's fine. I mean, the wooloos came and went and... I, wolf day. I, I have done every one of these Max Raid Battle Weekends, uh, even though I've always frustrated their last minute, and there's usually eight other Pokemon events happening the same weekend. And I have noticed that this, even though it was Wooloo, so it's either two things. Either, and I think it's the latter, but either number one, maybe just everyone decided to shiny hunt Wooloo right when the game came out, or number two, people just don't care anymore. And I feel like it's just people are very, like, over this. So, I will say that most of the th people that I watch that are shiny hunters, when Sword Shield first came out, were all shiny hunting Bulu because it was yeah. the black sheep thing. Mm -hmm. It came literally out of the blue. Like, there... <laughs> <laughs> well, all of these do. Like, all of them do, but yeah. it's like, but it's like, oh, Bulu? I mean, I guess... I find these funny because it feels like, because they're so sudden, it feels like what they've done is somebody's gone, oh, we need an event this month. We've not done one. Look, it's the last, it's second last weekend in the month. Who's going to do it, right? Let's just press it live. Choose a random number, right? Wooloo. Let's, let's do it now. <laughs> do you participate in these at all, Al? Do you care yeah, enough for yeah. these events? I do. Mo I've not got them every single time because I can't be bothered. I certainly can't be bothered finding the shiny <laughs> yeah. myself. Um, and what I tend to find is that if you're doing random online ones, apart from the absolutely dreadful way to try and actually get the list updated so you can join them, I find that either it's just a whole bunch of people putting up the one to four star ones, which let's be honest, nobody cares about. Mm -mm. <laughs> or you, fi you finally find a five star one. And of course it's full because there's only four spaces. And in fact, three spaces because one's taken up by the host. Yeah. And so... I find that a very relatively frustrating mm -hmm. experience. So it's good when somebody, for example, in the Slack, uh, finds one and then lets people jump on. Yeah. Much easier to get that way. I, I, I have a wonderful angel that finds them. And then when they find one, sends me messages like, hey, do you want to get on this? And I'm like, yes. Uh, FYI, uh, Wool Awareness Week is September 28th to October 6th. Okay. Not, right. not in May. No. But... April 9th was the first European wool day. Still not me. Still not me. <laughs> Maybe they had to push it back. With with this, like, there's always somebody who comes in or somebody in the Slack that will find a shiny and then they'll let people join. And then they'll, mm -hmm. they'll not, yeah. they'll, like, restart their switch so they can host it again. And whatever. If, if that's what you're cool with, if you like being the person that hosts to make people's days, I get it. And then if you're the person that's like, look, I just don't have six hours this weekend to try, <laughs> and I'm just going to join one of my friends who did this for me, I get it. I still like the discovery of trying to find it myself. Steve, we don't all have you a billion don't. wishing pieces. <laughs> you don't enjoy it, because last time I checked, you're like, I'm just going to go around once, and if I don't find it, I'm out, and then you went back 
right when I found one, and then you got all mad at me because I had a shiny Meowth, and you're like, why didn't you let me know? Well, you... <laughs> you didn't even care. You didn't care long enough to stay in the game. Well, I, that was because Pokemon Snap came out that weekend, and I didn't Mitopia care. Metopia came out on Friday. I don't think I, I would like... I still got a Wooloo. Oh, hold on. Side, side note. I don't think I would like Metopia. Why? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's cute. A, yeah. Okay. It's funny. Uh, going back... Your friends can join you on adventures? I was not frustrated at the, like concept of like i love meowth so when galarian meowth was featured as a shiny i would that was like oh i that i would have probably wanted to try to get like six of them but they did it on the launch weekend of pokemon <laughs> snap not even like give pokemon snap a week to breathe and then like do there was it. even there was a go event that weekend as well wasn't there? <laughs> yeah so, yes <laughs> So that was did the frustrating mean, part, because and, and I did find a shiny meowth, and I literally just threw a master ball at it. I was like, I don't want, <laughs> I want the shiny meowth, and then I'm, I'm moving on. You you used a master ball? Yeah, <laughs> I what? like shiny meowth that much. I feel betrayed. Giovanni would be very proud of me. No, no, Giovanni never had a master ball in his life. Giovanni <laughs> does it the old way, extortion. <laughs> well, it depends which Giovanni we're talking about. That's true. I mean, there's only, in, there's only Rainbow Red Giovanni Blue, left. Almost. He did, he did, I think, pick up the Master Ball and you have to get it off him. So. This will yeah. be bad, bad podcast, but good for video. I, I got this. <laughs> this is oh, the, the Pokemon nice. Adventures 3. It is the complete, sorry, collector's edition, but it's all, it's yeah. thick. It's all the yeah. little books that they merge into yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I have all the little books individually because I really like that yellow series. And so I, I was, I went to Chicago yesterday, and they have a bookstore attached to Mitsuwa, which is a Japanese marketplace. And they had two, they had two through eight. They were missing one. And there's, there's a Dodrio with a, with a saddle on the back here. And then there's a fat mm -hmm. Pikachu, which is ultimately what caused me to buy it. Yes, that saddle looks attached to its beak. Y yeah, well, that's the that's it's dreadful. the rain, right? The lasso, the <laughs> the lasso. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that Spectre and Glassier have, the yeehaw. Yes, they are the reins. Yeah, the reins. Yeah, not 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 lasso. Not lasso. <laughs> Very different thing. I looked them up on Amazon, and they were like two dollars cheaper. And I was like, okay, well, you know, instant said gratification. Yeah. I'm right here. I'll I'll get something because I never get anything from that bookstore. But I feel like. I feel bad that I'm the person that always walks around this bookstore every time I go to Mitzel and then I don't get anything. Why? I don't know, because I, like, I feel like if any kind of store needs business, it's a bookstore. <laughs> now, did you get the English translation or is it Japanese? No, th so they have a whole English wall and then oh. their aisles are like the, they have like the Japanese aisle and then like the adult aisle and then the other <laughs> Japanese and the Japanese and then the adult and the Japanese. But those those are like... But the whole English wall is the English wall. So they do have, they did have like in the Japanese aisle, if you search for P, they did have like the Pokemon mm -hmm. in Japanese specifically. But when I was going up to buy it, the guy was like, did you read one and two? And I said, <laughs> nope. And he goes, well, you know, it's a whole different story. And I'm like, yep, that's yep. why I know I don't have to read one and two. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good story too but this is this is the uh this is this dude is yellow but not the yellow in the well obviously because he's wearing a cowboy hat you need you need to read you need to read that book what book the yellow 
The yellow, because you just made a whole bunch of mistakes. Look, I just bought it. Honestly, you know what's going to happen? It's going to sit on a shelf for about 20 years. I was going to say, are you ever going to take it out of the cellophane? Probably not. (laughs) I bought it because there was a fat Pikachu on the back. (laughs) I I like how you you, uh, point out that it's different from, you were going to say the yellow in the game. There is no yellow in the game. The game is is Ash. The the entire point of yellow was that it was meant to be a version that is more closely aligned. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the default name is like yellow. I don't know. Look, No, it's not. It's Ash. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Am I going to have to pull out the game and show you? It is. It, Look, I don't know what Scotland version of Pokemon Yellow you got, but I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> it's like Yellow, okay, get... Ash, Dean, and like Jacob or something. <laughs> There's like four names. Well, there are only there three. Not... The three names. What are the three names in red? It's like red. Oh. Blue. This, is, this, this would be on red. a bar trivia quiz of like, it what are be. the three names that you get presented in Pokemon Red? And then, because the names in blue are different, right? It's like... Blue. Yeah. I, I don't even think it says Gary, though. It doesn't say Gary and Ash for red and blue. No. no. G- Gary, I think it has for the, uh, the rival. No, it, it does have Gary as my rival because yeah. when I started it up, I was with my brother, whose name is Gary. And I was like, oh, funny. That's weird. Because I didn't know anything about oh, Pokemon. Oh, the rival the had like three playing. names, too. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in, yeah, in Gary, Gold Gary's and Silver, one of the rival's names. You don't get presented right. with any names. All it's right. just question mark, question mark, question mark. Do you want do you want the spoiler for Pokemon Yellow the manga? The twenty year old manga, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a dude. This is a Metroid? Yeah, this is this is a Metroid. Well how how have you how, really not read any of this this manga? How far into no. the book do I have to get? Uh it's in the first six chapters, I think. Six chapters <laughs> the first six how many chapters are there? Do you remember like there would be like there's seven chapters. There's like seven, there's like eight. No, I don't remember how many there are in total. There is a there is a, a ROM hack of a Pokemon game that plays through the manga storyline. So that might be better for you, Steve, if you don't actually want to read a book. Nah. No, I just want to <laughs> Sorry, buy Pokemon. I suggested a ROM hack. Of course you're not gonna do that. No, I just wanna <laughs> buy I just like buying Pokemon stuff and then letting it do nothing. <laughs> See, but the thing why I think I gravitated towards this big book is because it's not like seven little books. Maybe. Hmm. I think I want, I would rather have one universal thing than a bunch of little things. I'm not sure. Now I'm thinking about how I buy things. (laughs) Now? It's a little late. Uh, One website says it's yellow, ash, and jack. For Jack. Jack. I said Jacob. Dang. I was close. So yellow, yellow's before Ash. Yeah, it right, says I, th- yellow, I think the Ash, thing is Jack. the just the color is the first one. Yeah, well, I, I knew that was the case for red and blue, but I didn't think that was the case for yellow. Well, what were they in red? W- weren't we asking about red? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure red. I was like taken aback when I played blue, and like the, it was like blue, and then two names that were not my name, and I was like, how could they? It was like Timothy or <laughs> <laughs> David or something. Yeah. Not Timothy. I don't think that's you could. Don't think you could do that many characters. But yeah, it was it was red and then two other just random names. Yeah, they were pretty generic, like yeah. boy names. Sorry to anyone named whatever the <laughs> red and blue are. As as Greg looks that up, I'll I'll queue up the next news here. You think Bulbapedia would have it? They probably Easily do found. under some weird trivia section. Probably. We're getting to the time frame where it would have been quicker just to build up the game and, and start a new one. But. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> This is off Pokemon.com. 
Luminous Legends Y introduces Sylveon and Yveltal to Pokemon Go. Challenge Team Rock, Team Go Rocket. I hate that name still. Team Go Rocket. And complete themed research during this two-part event. Part one is over. Skip to part two. Uh, The second part started Tuesday. Sorry, the second part starts this Tuesday, May 25th from 10 a.m. to Monday, May 31st to 8 p.m. During part two, you'll be able to add Sylveon to your Pokedex by earning a lot of hearts with an Eevee when it's your buddy. It doesn't say here, and I don't know if Niantic has said it, but the Dana Mine said that it was 30 hearts, which is pretty easy, I think, to get if you've done the buddy mm. stuff. It's pretty easy to get about 10 a day yeah. if you're not even trying. There will also be a Sylveon-inspired avatar in the shop to celebrate the intertwining Pokemon's debut in Pokemon Go. Several other Eevee e- evolutions... Like Vaporeon, Jolteon, Flareon, Espeon, and Umbreon will be appearing in three-star raids for part two of the event. You can also earn encounters with Eevee and some of its evolutions by completing field research tests. by earning, And you can earn Poffins by completing event-exclusive AR mapping research. Eevee and Sylveon aren't the only Pokemon to be in the spotlight of part two. A Pokemon appearing more in the wild like Ralts, Spritzy, Swirlix, and several Dark-type Pokemon uh, will be that were featured in part one will also be featured in this event. Plus... 7k eggs will include Eevee, Cleffa, Igglybuff, Togepi, Azuril, Spritzy, and Swirlix. How can I find it for the rival and not for the main? Did you find it? It was Blue, Gary, and John were the rivals, but I can't find it for the main. Oh. Internet, why are you bad? It's kind of crazy how much Pokemon information is out there that, like, Cerebi doesn't document. Like, Cerebi documents a lot of the gameplay stuff, but, like, I saw Joe tweet at um pokey jungle we've had pokey jungle and joe both on the show uh but like pokey jungle will tweet a lot of japanese merchandise when it's released mm-hmm. there's like no merchandise stuff on Cerebi, which is yeah. kind of that as somebody who just bought an 18 dollar book that will gather a bunch of dust on the shelf <laughs> there's a lot of pokemon merchandise and i don't even know where to go to like look up that stuff like there's uh, there's not a website out there that documents that i mean bulbapedia has some merchandise documented I'm sure you can look up the Burger King gold cards on Bulbapedia, and you can look up the, I want to say Bulbapedia's card database is better than Cerebi's, but I'm sure there's an even better database out there. I, I suspect it's just because there's a ridiculous amount of it, right? Like, how, yeah. how far levels do you go down? Like, even if you just talk about cards, that's so many cards, and then there's the plushes, and there's the, the manga, there's, there's just so many things. Where do you stop? According to this YouTube Let's Play that I just started watching, (laughs) (laughs) it's Red, Ash, and Jack. So they only changed it to Yellow, Ash, and Jack. Oh, so Jack Jack got double dipping. Jack has been there all along. It's been Jack the entire time. Interesting. But if, if you were ideally to start databasing merch... I think databasing the history, databasing the history of merch would be harder than keeping up with it because there has to be, there has to yeah. be like at least Poke Jungle knows when the Japanese stuff comes out because he's on top of it every two so weeks. So much merch that would be you would have to database each tiny figure if you're going for the merch in Japan. So which means you have to catalog each figure and then when they changed, as well as every plush and every sitting cutie, as long as every time they've changed those. Yeah, but sitting cuties is t-shirt. easy. You know that there's going to be one of each. <laughs> every shirt they've ever made, every plate, every butter dish. That is a massive amount of work for nobody who cares. Yeah. But I, I, I think, I think issue... people do care. 
Collectors do. The main issue I don't think is actually keeping that up to date. It's actually making it useful. Like how 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 do you categorize that? You know, do you just have a massive list and you just have a search in it? Like it's it's an insane level of detail you'd have to go in for it to be truly useful. That's multiple people's full time jobs. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine. I can barely navigate Cerebi as it is, much less the Cerebi merchandise database. <laughs> like, well, yeah, but I think that's a Cerebi issue rather than anything else. <laughs> like, I have, I have a bunch of Pokemon merch that I don't know exactly when it was made. So it'd be interesting to like look that up. But yeah, you're I probably. Mean, don't they have yeah. tags on them? Or this is this like like I have, for example, I have like two Pokemon bandanas. That are oh, that were yeah. only they only came from Japan. There was a point in time, this was I don't think you could do this anymore. But back in like 2013, what I would do is I would go to eBay every night, and then I would search free shipping, and then I would search Pokemon Center, the word Pokemon Center, and then I would sort by ending soon, and there would be uh, a bunch of things mislabeled that like didn't get any bids. But it would be free shipping, and then it would only be like four or five dollars. And I would order that stuff, and it would be stuff from the official Pokemon Center in Japan. So you get those like tiny little cups that they have, or in the case bandanas. And I would only pay just a couple bucks for each of them, and they would be free shipping because I would only filter by free shipping. And I would I would get a bunch of weird Pokemon Center trinkets and stuff every <laughs> couple weeks because it was like your own bizarre loot crate. <laughs> It kind of was. <laughs> Why? And what did you do with it? Did you just put it in a box? Yeah. Then have just you looked behind him? <laughs> have you seen this disaster I mean, yeah, that is behind me? I have me? seen. <laughs> but like, like looking behind me, like I have, I have something like this, which in maybe in in this is this is the Pokemon Go Go Fest. Uh, I guess it has a date on it, so I could be like, oh, it's 2019. Yeah. But if it didn't have that date. In like fifteen years, people would be like, "Oh, where did what Pokemon event was, is that? Was that yeah. from?" Nobody. I, I don't think will anyone's saying say it's not that to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I'm not suggesting. I, I suspect Greg is suggesting this, but I'm not suggesting that such a database would not be useful. I am. <laughs> I'm saying that the level of detail would be too much, and and not just that. You've got to remember. It's not even. It's not. It's obviously not just America, but it's also not just Japan. There are many different things in different countries that only released in that one country. Good luck finding English translations of those to, to figure out the data for it. Amazon already struggles with keeping their merchandise yeah. in order, <laughs> much less a giant database of all-time Pokemon stuff. I would, I would say, though, that a merch database wouldn't, would be complicated. I'm not going to, I don't want to downplay that it wouldn't be complicated, but like documenting an entire game like Black 2, White 2 is probably more complicated than saying like this these sitting cutie these 150 sitting cuties came out in July well, sure, of you're taking you're taking a very limited yeah. number there right like, like there's a- I could I could say the same thing about black too you know it's not not I'll take a long time to just write down all the pokemon names right but that but that's not all it is there's so much more to it and i guess the with a game there's hmm, ignoring dlc there's a limit you know you you know going in once you get to the end that's it that's that's everything and it doesn't just add on to it. Whereas with merchandising, there's always going to be more, right? Pokemon's never finishing. Let's be honest. <laughs> you know, like there's not 
region there's not regional variants that I know of of Pokemon Black too. Like there isn't a secret Chinese yeah. version that had different Pokemon in it. Once you catalog it for one, you've cataloged it. Yeah, but for you have to everybody. catalog like 800 moves, the abilities, the like. Yeah, but other which trainers. are ninety percent the same as the previous game. Yeah, they're same as they, it's, it's a copy and paste. We've known they've been copying and pasting forever, and so has Joe. And it's just you a know, copy and paste you know, at that point. You know that Joe works with with data miners, right? He's not typing all that up manually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like data mine, <laughs> export like all eight hundred moves. Okay, copy and paste the eight hundred. So moves. much quicker. Yeah, the data miners have that within minutes of 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 getting the game. I mean, it's, I suppose we could quick. technically hack into somebody's. You know, the Pokemon Center's <laughs> internal merchandise database and they ordering system one. and copy. <laughs> there, there's po- somebody uploading the plush the list. night before. <laughs> there's no way that even um, the Pokemon Company International has a list of all of it. There's no way they do. They'll have a list of who they've approved to make specific things. They might have they a have... list more recently. Oh, I... I started this job in 2018 and I have documented everything that I've published. <laughs> Nobody's paid that much money. No. Do you, how do no. you, I mean, I work for a thing that sells cell phones and we do not keep ongoing lists of the cell phones that we used to have. <laughs> Once they're obsolete, they are purged from the system and we do not care anymore. That's what Wikipedia That's actually a good is for. Point. Have you ever, have you ever tried to find a list of all the phones? Yeah, and there are so there are many fewer more Pokemon phones than Pokemon. <laughs> They're Pokemon merchandise. <laughs> I mean, Nokia keeps track of all of their models up to a point until they're absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure phone them. companies keep track of their own models, but that's significantly. Yeah, but they're only, only really, really what, like five, five years, year. and then you dump them. You purge. You always got to purge. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, there's maybe a market out there for a merch database, although probably <laughs> well, way too much time and not probably worth any of the efforts. It sounds like you found a new yeah. project. PKMN cast merch, merch. database. <laughs> it rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> That's exactly what Steve needs more things to do. <laughs> I mean, I know he sleeps. This is off Pokemon Go Live. Uh, we talked about it last week, just bringing it up again. Uh, Sunday, June 6th from 11 to 5, local Gibble will be appearing in the wild. If you evolve Gibble into Garchomp, it will know Earth Power. Uh, you'll the scam box is back with twelve hundred coins, fifty ultra balls. Yep. For one dollar, you get a exclusive research called "Just a Nibble," which is a pretty good title, actually. Yeah. Uh, three times the catch experience, and then incense will last for three hours. I don't know why it's not in here. I, I did ask Niantic for clarification. They did say that guard Mega Garchomp will not be available during mm. this event. Boo! Which oh. is a bummer. Uh, yep. They said it will be available at a later date, but I guess, and I misspoke last week. I'm, I'm, I made an error last week. My brain went to mush, which is 90% of the time. I said that when you mega evolve your Pokemon, you get mega energy back when you catch. That's that I, that, that I messed up. You get extra candy when you catch. So, yeah. So you when you make more candy. So, okay. So like with Mega Pidgeot, you would get bonus candy for catching flying type Pokemon, because Mega Pidgeot is flying. So when you were catching Swablu, instead of three candy, you would get four candy. So for Gibble, because Gibble is dragon ground. Is Gibble dragon ground or is Gibble just yeah. dragon? I think it's I think it's 
ground all the way through? You would want to Mega Evolve Altaria so that instead of three candy for Gibble, you would get four. It is Dragon Grange, yeah. I don't think we have a ground Mega right now. No. No. I guess I've got to do that mm. final raid at the final candy then. Yeah, I don't think I have enough candy. Or I, don't, I don't think I care enough. <laughs> but you want to uh, stock up on the Gibble candy. Why? Do you know how many Gibble I catch with pineapple berries? I have so many candies at the end of it that I but do the not pineapple use. Pineapple plus the energy. The, the... Gives me more candy that I won't <laughs> use. I sit on tons of candy. What am I going to do with it? You, you, you don't power it up, do you, Greg? That's... That's I only the power them up if I'm going to use them. Yeah, yeah you would want to get those. Garchomp is big numbers. Use. I mean, yeah. if I get a three star or close to 100%, then I might use it to power up and then I'll make that choice. But it's that is pretty rare since all my shiny catches are generally bad. They're all generally bad CP with bad stars. I mean, I will power up a shiny, but if I don't have a shiny, I'll power up a non shiny. It's fine. I don't, whatever. As long as it gets me through a raid or. A team go rocket battle. <laughs> <laughs> we would probably Minnesota people. We're probably going back to the art park. I have now that it's uh, nice out again. We can actually go outside. I have a hundred and eighty mega energy for Altaria. Uh, is Altaria still in raids? Yes. Okay, because I need to do one more then. I've done none. I need one more as well. I did the old uh, mega houndoom last night. <laughs> Gotta make sure that candy is uh stocked up i don't i don't have it in me to hear this again <laughs> <laughs> all right so there you go if you want to go all out for gibble you'll want to have mega altaria as your you, it doesn't have to be your buddy you just have to mega evolve it so you can stock and up just on let candy. it sit there and rot <laughs> so <laughs> you'll probably want to do maybe, maybe make sure your altaria is ready to go for uh for june 6th I think would, this is going to be the first one I do all six hours. Like, I'm legit excited for Gibble. Gardevoir, not Gardevoir, would Gyarados. Because doesn't Gyarados turn into... No, it's Dark. Dragon Dark. It's oh, water it's Dark. dark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was Dragon for some reason. It's Lance. Lance messes me up every time because yeah. Pokemon Masters. You could do Ampharos, actually. Oh, Charizard. Charizard. You could, yeah, you could do Charizard. You could do Ampharos. <sighs> yeah. So... Get so many options. Box, I think, though, you would maybe want to do Altaria, though, because technically fairies would still be spawning because of the Luminous event. So you get the bonus from fairy as well. Oh? I thought it was dark that we're doing Luminous Because you get, you get bonus candy per your type. So since your type is dragon fairy, which is mega Altaria, for every gibble is you it? catch, you get the bonus. And then for any fairies you catch before hmm. or after the event, you get the bonus. <sighs> I didn't realize that Mega Altaria got <laughs> fairy type. Yeah. I thought it was still normal. No, it's it's fairy dragon, but it's still bad. <laughs> it's, it's it's not bad because of its typing. Competitively in VGC, it's bad because of its stats. It could be better. Anyways. Everything could be better. <laughs> but yes, Let's... you could do Charizard and you could do Ampharos. I can't believe I we I completely forgot about this. <laughs> and you want to have a merchandise database. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I know when those bandanas were produced. <laughs> okay, we will be right back, and we'll talk. We got to talk about the. We got to talk about Walmart. We'll be right back. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Better Help. 
Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? It's been a lot. It's been a long year, but yes, I'm. I am very excited that BetterHelp is is sponsoring the show because these are these are various things that interest me. So BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start talking in under forty eight hours. Like it's super fast. Uh, this also isn't self help. It is professional counseling. That's done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which is good because they may not have such a broad range available locally in your area. Special offer for its super effective listeners. You can get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. Visit betterhelp.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. That's better. H-E-L-P and join over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health and will help with an experienced professional. It's been a rough year. (laughs) I can't stress the positive benefits of therapy and just talking to an outside perspective to sort of help. Even if that professional will say, yeah, that's normal. Sometimes it's nice to hear somebody say, no, a lot of people are dealing with it. It's good. I'm excited that BetterHelp is uh, sponsoring the show. I think it's a great service. I agree. And just for any clarification, it's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. B-E-T-T-E-R, better, (laughs) H-E-L-P, help. In case that wasn't clear, BetterHelp, slash PKM Maincast. And we are back from our break. Do you, does does Scotland have Walmart? No. We, <laughs> does Scotland have Target? I, I believe no, we don't. I think Target tried to launch in England and didn't really Oh no, that was Best Buy, not Target. Uh I I believe until two years ago, Asda, which is one of our supermarkets, was owned by Walmart, but mm. they are no longer. They're now owned by a random rich person. Ah, random rich people. Ah, <laughs> that brand recognition, random rich. <laughs> Okay, this this article makes me mad. <laughs> okay, so Bobby from our Slack sent in an article last week. I opted not to read it, uh, but now we're reading it this week because there's another article that it pairs with very nicely. So this is off TheVerge.com. Walmart confirms it is indeed still selling Pokemon cards, and this was the this was because last week. Target pulled Pokemon. I'll, we'll just, you know, not everyone listens to every episode. We'll just read what happened here. I, Irene actually didn't know this happened. I was talking to Irene in the car yesterday when we were driving home. And she was like, wait, Target doesn't sell Pokemon cards anymore. <laughs> uh, so Walmart confirmed on an email to The Verge on Friday that it is not suspending the sale of po- of trading cards, including Pokemon cards that Target recently sh- took off the shelves. There have been reports on social media of people seeing Signs at Walmart stores indicating that the retailer would no longer be selling the cards, but that is not the official policy. The Pokemon company has been rushing to produce more cards. There have been fights in parking lots and heists, and uh, it has gotten to the point where Target has called it quits, posting signs informing customers that Pokemon, MLB, NFL, and NBA cards will no The ones that are important. Would no longer be... MLB, NFL, and NBA cards. Like, let's... It's, Let's be real. It's just baseball. No, I think there are a couple basketball cards that are doing well. In a statement to The Verge, Target has temporarily suspended, uh, was done because of an abundance abundance of caution. 
for its safety and for its customers. Walmart did say, in fact, that they have seen an increased demand for cards and that it was uh, determining what, if any, changes needed to be met while still keeping everyone safe. So far, it is unclear if the situation will change for Walmart. Well, this week has proved differently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) record scratch to this week. I hate this article because, and all of these articles, because if you do the command F, or I don't know what it is on Windows, option F, control F, F, and you type in sports or MLB or baseball, nothing comes up because they just assume that it's all Pokemon cards, which is not. And if you watch this video... It's not Pokemon cards. It's not Pokemon cards. I, I mean, there are Pokemon cards somewhere in there, but yeah, all of these men. All of these base baseball hat wearing men, point baseball hat wearing men are going insane in the Walmart. Okay, so this is off Kotaku. This was sent in by Alex. Uh, thank you, Alex. <laughs> Chaos at Walmart as people rush to buy Pokemon cards. Again... There's not any Pokemon cards that I see in this video, but this is all part of the problem. And the narrative that people are doing because the Pokemon card thing is gets more clicks than saying baseball cards, I guess. Yeah. The continued shortage of Pokemon cards. Again, nowhere in this article do they bring up sports cards. <laughs> Fueled by the pandemic, Twitch streams and scalpers have led to a chaotic situation at Walmart in Pennsylvania. The moment the stores opened, folks began to run to the section of the store where trading cards are sold, leading to chaos and one sad night. Uh, This video captured by an Instagram user and shared by a Twitter user around a dozen or more people that can be seen rushing to the entrance of Walmart the moment the doors were unlocked at 7 a.m., but they were there to buy up the newly stocked Pokemon cards again. And sports cards. Sports cards. I actually still don't... There might be Pokemon cards in here. I didn't see any, and the video is... I watched the video. I mean, it's 34 seconds long, so you don't see the whole instance the but. one thing you do see so to describe this video to an audio podcast you see you do see somebody filming obviously from the back and then in <laughs> front of them is probably like maybe about eight to ten people and then two of the people yeah. have carts yeah and when they turn the corner to where this the cards are there's a guy who is this is the main thing you see his cart is already full of sports cards Yep. There's not a single Pokemon card in his cart. And he continues to put more things in his cart, all sports related. I don't yeah. know what sports. I'm assuming baseball. <laughs> well, any of them. Like baseball, basketball, and football all have their own cards. And there are and like have their own two market. guys out of like the 10 that like are debating whether they want to like grab anything. That's like the thing that stood out to me is like these yeah. two guys that are like, Ugh! that's like me in a situation where i'm just like it's all gone it's there's no point in trying (laughs) this is why your child would never have gotten a cabbage patch kit i do find this this video odd right because now i'm not i'm not going to justify this and say these people are fine right (laughs) (laughs) they're not fine because because i I do think this the just like imagine spending your life like that but uh, other than other than the fact that this is obviously a pandemic and maybe don't get that close to people. I don't actually see anything actively wrong there. Like there's no there's no fighting, there's no yeah. threatening, there's no grabbing from other people's arms or carts. Like it's just it's a little bit immature, but like 
It's not like that one that that was uh, a couple of weeks ago with the gun being drawn. There's there's nothing really happening. In yeah, this. I mean, this is not as bad as uh, a Black Friday stampede. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's nobody like in the video. Granted, the video is only 34 seconds that I can see. So there could have been grabbing and, and hustling after. But in this, they are just scooping up what they can. And each one like is stuck with the section that they have. And the one guy sort of reaching yeah. in and just scooping things into his cart at a good old sweeping basis. Yeah, this reminded me a lot of Black Friday. But what I don't understand is, like, Walmart literally released a press release. We just read it, saying, like, yeah. we know that the TCG situation is bad. And this Walmart, I, 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 of course, every, there's thousands of Walmarts. They all have different managers, different rules, different employees. Maybe this Walmart was short on employees when they opened the doors. They they know this is an issue. And I don't understand how, with all the Black Fridays that America has suffered, how, <laughs> like, how is there not form a line, stay in that line, and then we have a limit yeah. here. And the limit is two or three or four. And then you go down the aisle, you grab your five, go to register. You go down the aisle. You, like, how is this not a just process that we just have? Especially just now, because I I don't know if it's the same over in America, but like we have quite strict limits as to how many people are allowed in stores just now anyway. And so like, I don't know, maybe I just live in a politer place. I don't know. <laughs> yes, but, like, yes, you probably do. <laughs> well, like, in fact, in fact, most of our, most of our supermar supermarkets now actually have traffic lights on the door. It's a bit weird, but like, you know, and they stop it when there's too many people in. So you could absolutely deal like we've we've already got things that we're dealing with right now for a different situation yeah i mean so i will say this it's at store opening there are 10 people like walmarts are huge even at even at best right now which you know before things changed it was 25 percent capacity well a walmart can hold a thousand people so you're not going to be like these 10 people are over capacity like they're right there at store open now, it could be that they didn't expect them to be there and they didn't have the the greeters up front. And But it looks like they also went around a way that didn't sort of present the standard gates that you have to go through to get into a Walmart. Like, this seems like a, a slightly unusual Walmart situation that these all knew about it. But who knows? Who knows what happened on this I mean, particular day? I remember day? Uh, during Black Fridays, and this was probably 10 years ago now if not more, that Best Buy would hand out numbers to people. Yes. And, like, there was there was no way around it. Even if you wanted, even when the doors open and you rushed, they would serve the, like a deli, they would serve the numbers in the order. You're, hey, we're serving number five. Like, yep. why did you, why did number five rush past numbers one through four? You're number five. I remember when the Wii U came out. <laughs> oh, so long ago. The halcyon days of High the Wii in demand. U. The, the, the story is going to come full circle. When the Wii U came out, I went to that Target that the gun was pulled out of last week. Oh. That was the Target I went to. I went to that Target at 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. And I parked in the parking lot. No one else was there. Mm -hmm. And then the Target opened at 7, if I remember correctly. And the first other car to pull up was at 6. And they gave me the look... And I gave them the look. What's the look? The look was, we're both going to sit in our car together because it's too cold outside. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then a third car pulled up uh, like 20 minutes before store opened, and they got out and they stood in line. So me and the other guy, we looked at each other, and he, like, there was no debate. He was like, you were here before me, so you're going to be second in line. And I was like, cool, I'm cool with being second. I don't need to be first. I know they have more than one Wii U. <laughs> you <laughs> Big assumption, but... <laughs> the other guy, get, he's already standing. I'm in second, third, and then in the next 20 minutes, we get a line of maybe like 20 people. And the Target employee opens the door and says, okay, all the Wii U's are in electronics. We're going to walk you back there. Like, stay in line. <laughs> And there was like still, there was like still this like, has people still just pushed past other people. Even though the line formed on the outside, there was still like this weird rush. And it's so frustrating that like mm-hmm. grown adults can't operate like school kids and just, hey, you were sixth in line here. Why are you pushing to number one? Like, so hold your position fair- in line. If there weren't adults around, school kids would behave the exact same way. (laughs) If you've ever had to deal with a number of school kids and you're the only adult and they don't care about you, they do the same thing. Adults don't listen to other adults if there's something that they want. Like, we haven't changed that much. Just like, out of all of these releases, whether it's Pokemon or TVs or consoles, like, how have we not, as a society, figured out the line? So we have, like, the line in America is very sacred. Like, you can ask other countries and they are weirded out about how we strict we are about our lines. The thing is, is that the companies want the free footage of both. Here's a product that people want and there's a super demand for it to make people think, oh, I want to go get this. And they also want just the free mention of their store like there really isn't bad publicity here because everybody's going to look at those people and say well they are misbehaving people who are treating this poor store poorly there's very little in the stories that hurt the store so they have very little especially on things like black fridays where they're trying to build up hype for retail for the next month and a half they like having footage of people rushing into the stores and saying they want these great deals. They want those things to happen. And I totally get that these people are not get are not getting paid enough. But also, like I have seen it where Target employees getting paid like eight seventy five, which is what Target employees get paid in Wisconsin, which is not the correct way. Not it's not, not enough. But there is an authority that they have where they they can say get in a line stay in a line and people will listen but then there are <laughs> I don't know, at least at least i've been in situations where that works it is a hit or miss process and we are so i'm gonna say after year of trying to tell people to comply with mask requirements (laughs) i do not blame these employees for being like i'm done i'm not even doing this anymore i'm done they don't listen to me about this i don't care about this thing just do it i'm uh, you're paying i am sure that's a lot of people just living wage go at it i don't like i'm not stocking the shelves look i'm not stocking the shelves i'm uh, i don't even want to have to tell you that you some of you aren't wearing masks when you should be we're done. Like, I, I think it would be different. I can, it would all be different if we didn't have this last year and a half of just pure 
chaos built into the system of overworked and tired employees and bizarre demand for product. It might be like store related too. Like the seeing this in a Walmart being like, yep, that that seems like Walmart customers. And then like I feel like people were shocked last week that it was like Target. It was like, oh, Target? That these were Target cut. <laughs> like when I went to Mitsuwa yesterday, it was you had to wait in line to get into the store because mm-hmm. they were limiting people, which is which does not happen at a Target or a Walmart anymore. You just walk on in. Um yeah. and they you still had to have your mask, and everyone had masks. Everyone waited in the store. Like, there was no commotion. The store was relatively empty because they were saying, like, we only want this many people in. But there was, like, no bad behavior. There was no, like, but you don't get that at, like, a Walmart. A Walmart is, like, it's a free-for-all. <laughs> they have a built, like, every store has a built-in reputation about how far you will push it. And, you know, there are definitely targets that people view very differently than other targets. Like, behavior changes depending on what people have tolerated at that store. And I think, right or wrong, there is a hierarchy of big box stores about what the store looks like and how appropriate it is to behave in those stores. I think the reputation of Walmart is not great. There are websites devoted to how not great Walmart <laughs> is, and people will respect and uh, comply to that store based on how they believe that store should be treated. So, I mean, yeah, we all say it's not surprising it's a Walmart. Well, it's because we all tend to think Walmart's garbagey. So, of course, they're not. And I know they're not. I know Walmart people aren't paid a ton of money, just like Target people aren't paid a ton of money. But Target puts in a lot of effort to represent a quote-unquote higher brand than Walmart, which is like, we are here for discounts. And they're very different philosophies. I have lots of opinions about American shops. (laughs) I bet you do, and they're all good, because America, heck yeah, we know how to retail. And and the intricacies of each different one, obviously. Mm -hmm. I do do think it's interesting, because... Like we, so I, I, I may have seen this on the Slack. I, I talked a little bit about how it's, it, we obviously don't have the sports cards because like all of the sports cards that you guys have in America are sports that we don't care about here. Right. (laughs) And so they don't really exist. We have an equivalent thing, but it's not something that's a trading card. It's not sold in where trading cards are sold. And so there are Pokemon cards in every shop that I've been in that sell Pokemon cards. But the demand is is definitely still there. They are, they are selling out more. Uh, well, according to all of the uh, people I have talked to in the stores, the the workers there, that could be just based on this these sorts of reporting. You never know whether they actually mean that they have seen more people buying Pokemon cards just now than than not. Um, who who actually knows what these things are like? But I've I've certainly not that these. I mean, obviously, it doesn't really make. It's not a good comparison because the numbers are so massively different, but all of these, all of the reporting is coming out of America about these sorts of events. Uh, I would like to point out, Al, that we do have soccer trading cards that on this website, a box is selling for $500 of all the great soccer stars. And there is even a European... 
a Euro soccer trading card box Look, coming I, soon. You I, could get I, into this. You could be the first to bring oh, yes. trading card mania to <laughs> oh. Europe. I'm a, a well-known business uh, opportunity for you. Well-known fan of football, soccer. <laughs> sorry, soccer. If you must. Well, I know. Okay, so there there was a point early or er, earlier this year where English collectors were frustrated that they couldn't get English cards. So they started getting Japanese cards, which were mm. relatively easy to get, but were always sold at an upcharge just because of imports and, you know, very limited yeah. where you can get it. So, for example, if I wanted to get like Dream League, which ended up being our Cosmic Eclipse, um, Dream League would have been like $40, give or take USD. Uh, but you would see that a lot of times on Amazon or eBay for 50 to $60. And that's with just normal prices. But now, because so many people had the same, I, the same thought process of like, well, if I can't get English cards, I'll collect Japanese cards. It caused yeah. the Japanese market to go up. Um, so now, like, that same box of Dream League is like 120 USD. Uh, which is like, ugh, like it, and uh, again, and I think I, I said this last week, I'll say it this week. This is why I'm frustrated with this Kotaku article. They don't talk about the sports cards being the issue. And again, yeah. if sports cards were gone, if they Target didn't sell sports cards, it would still be harder to find Pokemon cards. I am not discounting that. But these people are putting anything they can in their shelves. And if they're getting up at 7 a.m. and Joe six pack over here is putting all the baseball cards in his cart they're gonna be like well i know pokemon cards are at least money so i'm gonna th put those in my cart uh and this yep. is what's happening that's why it's very easy in my opinion at least in the milwaukee area to find pokemon cards at barnes and noble because they don't sell sports cards and so those scalpers resellers are not going there they're going to walmart's and targets and well not targets anymore but anyways it's very frustrating i will say that battle styles has been easier to find as of this, this whole Charizard. week. You can get I've multiple stores on the internet as of this past week. You can get thirty six packs of battle styles for ninety nine dollars, which is what it used to be before the pandemic. I got Vivid Voltage for ninety nine. I got Cosmic Eclipse for ninety nine. I got Unbroken Bonds for ninety nine. Like I, this is what I normally pay, and then. Because of the pandemic, I paid $120 for Battle Styles before Battle Styles came out. And now I can find Battle Styles for $99 for 36 packs. So it's getting better. That to be fair, Battle Styles doesn't have a Charizard, doesn't have Pikachu. Chilling Reigns is coming out in a month, doesn't have a Charizard, doesn't have a Pikachu. It should be easier to find. Fads come and go. I'm be very curious if the people who were so adamant in getting Mick Champion's Path or Bla Darkness Ablaze, if they're going to keep doing this because they don't know who an Urshifu is. They don't know what a Calyrex is. They don't know what a... Even though Chilling Rains should have Articuno, Moltres, Zapdos, they're Galarian. They don't look the same. So mm. we'll, we'll see when that comes out. But this is off BleedingCool.com. Evolving Skies will be coming after Chilling Rains. Evolving Skies is set to release on August 27th. The reason I pulled this article is because it talks about what could possibly be in Evolving Skies. 
based off Japanese sets. Right now, the next set coming out, which is very hyped in Japan, and again, I think because so many English people were frustrated that they couldn't get English cards, and because of it, because it being Eevee, a lot of people were Im- are importing Eevee heroes, uh, which is the Japanese re- release set. It's Eevee-themed. It will feature V, VMAX, alternative art of the Eeveelutions. This should be a $40 to $50 box USD. Um, it is going for about 150 USD right now, which, yeah, is a lot. Uh, it is a, it is titled Evolving Skies, which is a reference to Roaring Skies, a Rayquaza-themed set. Um, the Evolving, probably to reference Eevee, is what Bleeding Cool is reporting. So it is, it is very likely that Evolving Skies will feature pretty much all of the Eevee Heroes stuff. Sky Stream... Stream. This is the upcoming Rayquaza-themed set in Japan, which will release on July 9th. Number of cards from this set, we will know Rayquaza VMAX. And they're saying because of Sky Stream and Eevee Heroes, it's very likely that Evolving Skies features both of those sets. Towering mm-hmm. Perfection, which is the sister set to Sky Stream, will focus on Duraludon, which is the towering part. They're really going into this name. It's v- Anyways, it's very likely... <laughs> It's very likely that these these are the sets. And then Matchless Fighter, Silver Lance, Jet Black, Poltergeist is what is making up Chilling Rain. Because these Japanese sets, for those that don't know, are normally like 80 to like 110 cards. And then an English set is like 280 cards. It's, it's like three sets normally combined. Um, so it's a lot. And then in August, when Evolving Skies does come out, that will be Rotation. So we will be getting rid of probably everything Sun and Moon, and it will probably be Sword and Shield and newer going on. And we'll probably learn, I'm assuming in August, whether actual events are going to come back, which I'm going to say probably they're going to try it because they probably want to get worlds done and over with at this point. And people... I bet they regret choosing London as as 2020 because they just... They they can't not do it in London now, so they just keep changing when London's going to be. And I bet they're like, we just we. <sighs> it's always looking forward to doing this one in London. It's like we can't just do one in America. Yeah, I yeah. Who I I wouldn't be surprised if they don't even do spectators even in twenty twenty two. Yeah, I mean, is they haven't they been Killing cutting me. down on spectators for a while now? Yeah, at a certain point, it was, um, was it first, no, it was first DC, I think, because it was like DC, and then it was Nashville, and then was it back to DC? I remember going to Nashville, and then I remember going to DC, but Nashville, you had to buy a ticket, and the ticket was $10, or maybe it was 12 but they would give you booster packs, Mm. so you would get the ticket, and then you would get like three booster packs, so... You were saving like two dollars on booster packs because yeah, three booster packs would be technically twelve dollars. The ticket was ten, but and you could order the ticket ahead of time, which was I don't know, I don't even remember if they had a dedicated site for it or if it was just on Pokemon.com. But you tickets didn't sell out right away; they sold out within like two weeks. But you would go, you would buy a ticket, and then you would show up, you would give your name, they would hand you your ticket, your three booster packs, and you would be in. But yeah, they were limiting spectators through ticketed prices and they started that right before nashville it was the same as dc 
Um, and I think DC might have sold out a little bit quicker, but it was never like, oh my gosh, I sold out in the first day. Mm. There, there is there is a risk that that might end if they do. Let's assume that they have spectators, right? Because let me tell you, if the only Pokemon World Championships to happen in Europe doesn't allow spectators. I'm sorry, I'm rioting, right? Uh, rioting. Oh, so the, I'll find, the I need to try and people. qualify then, I guess. Um, the There is a risk in that if they have spectators, it does sell out incredibly quickly because with all of the American ones, it's not like, oh, this might be my only chance to go to it. That's a realistic possibility. And you have a large population center in around London. And, you know, Paris is not far away. There's a large selection of France that are very close to London. You can get to the train from Paris to London in about an hour and a half, right? These things are incredibly close. The, the number of people that would be like, this might be my only chance without having to fly to America. That it could sell out incredibly quickly. Well, when you put it that way, yeah, because they'll be like, well, I don't know when it's ever going to come back to... Right. Yeah, exactly. Even with Canada, I remember so many Americans being like, ugh, I have to get a passport, and it's like, but Canada's like right there. <laughs> but it was still... Yeah. I, I heard from event more... organizers, it was like a nightmare getting just volunteers yeah. that were supposed to be judges. It was like a nightmare to get them right. over into Canada. It's much more common in Europe to have a passport, I think. Uh, yeah. Yes, it absolutely is. I mean, I so now this, have this a less driver's of a license that allows me to get into Canada. If so. they don't want an event to sell out, you just have it in Hawaii because the flight will deter deter <laughs> so many people. Yeah. Like oh, no, a flight yeah. to Hawaii is oh. just. <laughs> I mean, I still want to go to Hawaii though. Like, <laughs> I'll go. I mean, I'll Heck if, yeah. yeah. If there's a Pokemon event, I'll go too. But Hawaii's beautiful. For, I mean, you have to. It's a vacation, but it's going to be a vacation anyway is where I go. I mean, it's not that it's obviously not their fault. It was a worldwide pandemic, but I felt like the Pokemon world events were gaining so much momentum in being something that people wanted to go to every year. Yeah. And early on, when I went to my first world championship, which was in 2011 or 2012, um, it was when the black and white games came out. There was really nothing to do. You you like. At the time, it was in it was in San Diego, and it was in a hotel, very nice hotel, and you could participate in the last chance qualifier. And at that specific event, which was not ticketed, that last chance qualifier was so big that there was over a thousand people who signed up for last chance qualifier, and over two hundred people got first round buys. They just couldn't sit that many people. So they were like, "You two hundred people, you're already making it to round two because we don't have a we don't have a table for you. We have no wow. we have no one to sit down." At the time, their Pokemon Center was so small that people lined up on Thursday night all night at like eight p.m. and they went in and it opened at eight and they limited like two items per person and it sold out by like noon. And the Pokemon Center there was closed the rest of the event. There, it was, you couldn't buy anything. And that was all there was. There was like side tournaments, but it was, you could watch the matches. You could participate in last chance. You could participate inside. And that was it. There, that was, that was all there was to do. It was, it was like, oh, I came all the way out here for, <laughs> like, I couldn't even buy anything. And it was like, there was, there's was no Pokemon Go at the time. But when I went to the yeah. Nashville World Tournament, 
You could play Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee early. There were side tournaments. They did a better job at presenting Pokin and TCG and VGC on stage. Uh, they made Pokemon Go feel like an event while you were down there. There was Unknown that spelled out, I don't know, whatever. Worlds. Worlds or something. <laughs> you could get a Meloetta. They had a huge Pokemon Center. Um, they just, it just, and at DC, where, where Greg went, that was your first one, right, Greg? I've never been to Worlds. Oh, yeah, you didn't go to that Worlds. Mm-mm. That was, that was Will. Um, at the DC. <laughs> I was going to go to London. <laughs> at the DC one, they did everything that Nashville did, and they did it, they added more stuff to it. I mean, you could play Sword and Shield for the first time at the DC one. So it really felt like. Yeah. London was going to be like that that first for people being like, well, I went to Nashville, yeah. I went to D.C., I, I, I've never left the country, but I'm going to leave the country for Pokemon. As a, as a side note, I think it's, I've just remembered, they did, was it two years ago roughly, they had that pop-up mm-hmm. Pokemon Center in London. Mm-hmm. I bet that was a test to see what the demand was like, because they were like, we might want to do this in London, but is there actually demand for it? It sold out. It was like yeah. dead for most of the the, was it two weeks or something? Um, ironically, I was I was in London the day after it closed, and I never go to London. It was very annoying. <laughs> it was so late, but anyway, not a point. Not not important. So yeah, I just I, that it just that had raised in my mind. I wonder if that was a test for whether they wanted to do Worlds in London or not. But that London store, um, they were having problems keeping things in stock too. Yeah, and people yeah. were lining they up did- very early for it. I don't think they initially had a limit on things, but like after two hours they did. It was like literally on the same day they were like, right, so a limit of five items. (laughs) And I want to say they also limited like the time you could spend in the store too or something like that because they were just trying to get so many people through. Yeah, there was always a queue, just always. Oh, you get the the hats, the the Pikachu with the the Europe, the London hat. I don't know what that hat's called. Oh, the, um, the Beef Eaters hat. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think I think those those Pikachu's were going for a decent amount on eBay at the time too. Uh which is Which not... is all, all the only reason to have Pokemon merch is to to sell it for more money on on eBay. <laughs> we all know that. Correct. If you ever decide to sell out, Steve, you'll be rich. That's <laughs> Yeah, I mean I've been saving Pokemon merch for for month for years. I mean, where's <laughs> your retirement your database, plan though? <laughs> how do we know how do you even know without a database what your potential return on investment is? <laughs> very at true. This point? It's very, very get it, true. Get going. Uh, there, like you're going to sell a bandana, put it up on eBay and say, bandana from I don't know when and I don't know where. It just got Pokemon on it. $5,000. Steve? Steve, Steve, Steve.
Uh, we'll have no Pokemon of the Week because uh, Will is not here, but Correct. I do want Al's impressions on Pokemon Snap. Mm. Oh, yeah. I've actually not played a huge amount of it, and so I, I suspect I'll not have a huge amount interesting. I'm not... The, 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 I've played it for a few hours, um, and generally, I think it's fun. I don't think it's my kind of game. Mm. Like, I will play through it. I will spend a ridiculous amount of time playing through it all and completing it because that's what I do, right? I complete things even if I'm not enjoying them. But. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> because. I have a lot I, of I'm, bad I, habits, I, I, but I don't have that one. <laughs> Why? If you're not having a good time, just leave it. Look, look. I mean. Al has never I'm walked Scottish, out right? on a movie. <laughs> Oh. That's not true. I walked out of one. Okay, all right. Silent, si- Silent Hill. Oh, well, valid. Yeah. <laughs> Did not like that. <laughs> but no, other other than that, no, of course not. Why, why would I? I've paid my money. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, the reason why I'm very happy that I have I can't. I can't. I just can't. <clears throat> <laughs> I suspect my... Uh, my nephews will enjoy the game very much, and that's why I'm glad I bought it. <laughs> it's fine, right? I get why people like it, and I think it's a really good idea. And, you know, let's be honest, if they do a third one, I will probably buy that as well, because I buy all things Pokemon. Uh, but, I, yeah, it's maybe it's the sort of thing that once you get, once I get more into it, I will probably get hooked. I think that's part of my issue, is that when I start a game, there's like a time period where I f- go on and off with it, until I actually go right. No, now I've got it, and I'm in, and I'm hooked for forty hours. I think, and I don't, know, I don't know if we mentioned this, but I do. It's it's so funny that it took over twenty years for a sequel to a yeah. game that people wanted for a very long time, right? Like even when Pokemon, like I don't know when sequel fever ever happened. I don't know if like everyone always wants a sequel to something, or everyone yeah. wants a sequel to a movie or a video game. I don't like. I was a dumb kid when Snap came out and the internet wasn't a thing until several years after. So, like, bes- well, uh, well I, for you, for, for I me, was not a I, dumb kid. I, and the internet was definitely a thing <laughs> when I was playing Snap. A very poor family. We couldn't afford the AOL <laughs> dial up at the time, Greg. We couldn't afford it. Were- <laughs> How did you not have 50,000 free hours from Dist <laughs> just spread around your house? I mean, um, you look at somebody like, you want an AOL disc? It's free. So I, I don't know what the, I don't know, like, the opinion at the time was. Obviously, as I got older and everyone wants, you know, sequels to everything. But they did, like, the, the Snap just did so many things right that, like, mm. on the show, weeks, uh, like, weeks and months up to, like, I don't know if Snap's going to be good. It's because they, ha- but to be fair, they had a pretty low bar. I mean, like, Snap is a, like a six-hour game. It's very short. It's very, like, I wouldn't say it's shallow. Like, it does have replayability. There is reasons to go back. Um, but the Yeah, but you can find that with any game, realistically. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole, like, even when they said, like, oh, there's going to be, like, 200 and some Pokemon. There's 214. Uh, and a lot of people were like, that's not enough. Uh, but they did make it feel enough just because so many Pokemon have incredible personalities and there's this, like, weird, not a hidden mechanic, but there's, like, this weird, like, oh, it's some of these interactions are very rare and or very specific, and when you do those, they feel good. So I, I think that, like, it is it is pretty much a perfect sequel. I don't know. I mean, there, it's it, there's flaws. 
and there's mm-hmm. complaints. Yeah. But I don't know if any other company could have done it better. Like, I just think it's it's really great. I it just it's a very solid yeah. to me sixty dollar purchase. It it does it does feel weird the whole if you've left something for twenty twenty years we're now going to to redo it. But I wonder whether it's one of these things where they have like this whiteboard somewhere in the Pokemon company's headquarters, which just has like a list of games that we maybe want to do at some point, but they just hadn't found the right partner, right? Because I think because it's Bandai Namco, isn't it? And they they did. Pokemon Tournament. Mm-hmm. And is that the only Pokemon game they'd done before Snap? The two Pokemon Pokemon Tournament. I think so, yeah. Cause there was a yeah. there was an interview saying that they were super happy with how they yeah. did Pokemon, so they wanted exactly. to work with them again. I suspect they're quite specific about who they work with. And you know that they're not going to waste Game Freak's time with with a side game, right? That's not where the money is. Um and so if they're if they have a very small list of partners that they're willing to work with, they're not going to suddenly disrupt one of their ongoing projects to start doing something like this. And then once they'd finished Pokemon Tournament or DX or whatever the, the deal was, maybe they have multiple teams in Bandai that were working on it. But they, they were then happy with them and like, well, maybe this is the, the time to go for it. Yeah. I had I had somebody come into my Twitch chat and say like, I wonder when they're going to make Pokemon Tournament 2. And I was like, well, they... <laughs> They just finished. <laughs> po- they just finished Pokemon Snap. Yeah. Well, number one, they just finished Snap. Number two yeah. is the the producer. We talked about this on the show like a month ago. Said that like he would love to do Pokemon Two, is but it's not his choice. It's the Pokemon right. company's yeah. choice. And their response was, well, it, it's the response was, do you think the Pokemon Snap team worked on Pokemon Tournament? And my response was, yeah, that's why. <laughs> that's why they hired them to do it like i don't think it's the whole team like there are probably specific people on a team that balance fighting mechanics and there are probably specific people on the team that made the backgrounds to poking tournament that have no clue how a fighting mechanic works but it's like very obvious i don't maybe i don't know maybe it's not obvious to me it was obvious that like in interviews when they said we were happy with poking tournament so we're excited to work with them again for new pokemon snap Sounds like, I don't know, probably similar people worked on it. and I suspect they're not going to do a, a, another Pokemon. I mean, maybe it'll be a Snap type thing where they do it in 20 years, but like, I don't think they have plans to do it in the next few years because I feel like that's it for Pokemon and um, Unite's basically taking its place in terms or, of yeah, like, like a competitive game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They don't want to have too many things going on at once and I don't think well, they'll want to go... they do because... <laughs> These weekends that they pack everything right. in. Sure, sure, sure. But but in terms of you've got to think about worlds, they still have a very yes. limited space in worlds, right? Even if they buy the biggest conference halls, they can't suddenly add another game into that. And can you imagine they go, right, we're releasing Pokemon Tournament 2, no competitive scene for it. We're not going to have it at Worlds. That would sound dreadful. I mean, they, they are in a position where they could add more stuff if they wanted to, but they choose not to. They yeah. could be like, yeah. hey, we're supporting singles, but they don't. They yeah. only support doubles. It's just too much. You can't, you can't support everything at Worlds being a physical thing. There's just not enough time. And you have to support the lead up too, right? Like you have to support right. people getting points yeah. and local tournaments and everything. That's not any shade at Pokken. Like I think Pokken surprised everyone no. with the legs that it had. Yeah. This is what I was saying with the DLC conversation. 
like if they were happy with Pokken and now they're happy with new Pokemon Snap, and I th- I think so. Like I'm sure that game is selling well, and I'm sure like, I don't see too many negative responses. Why would they not want Bando Namkai Namco Bandai to do another game? Like they're like yeah, they're pretty. I think that's exactly what they'll do. Something else, completely different. And well, I would l- different, I would but... love to see them do something different. This something completely different. And I I think with with now I'm I'm like almost seventy hours into Snap. Still not done with the Pokedex. I need three more Pokemon. Still I was like still want. I'm still I have six hundred of like eight hundred pictures done. Like I I want to get all the pictures. And then I look at like a sequel to Snap. And I think new Pokemon Snap is p- probably the best sequel they could have done. And then I look at stuff like the Mystery Dungeon port on Switch, and it just doesn't feel... It's just it's the same. And I guess I was so worried with Snap that it was going to be like, oh, it, yep, it's just the same. It's just like a six-hour, yeah. you know, play it once. I guess you could play it twice or three times. But they went above and beyond. And I kind of wish they would do that for, like, Mystery Dungeon or the, these other Pokemon games. Like, for so Ranger. many people... So many people were like, I want a remake, I want a remake, I want a remake. And it's like, I've played it. Yeah. Like, I've been there. I've done maybe you didn't play it and you want a remake, but like for the longest time, people were like, I want Diamond and Pearl remakes. Look, dude, I just like I played Diamond and Pearl. <laughs> After 10 years, I played it again. Had just played it like last year on my Twitch stream. Like, I get I get it. So I'm a little hesitant with what did what was the words they said? Like or like perfect remakes or whatever for Diamond and Pearl or Faithful. Oh, faithful. Faithful, yeah. So faithful I, I'm a little hesitant with that kind of stuff because it's like new Pokemon Snap just blew me away and what it yeah. did with everything. And even with Let's Go, like I don't think Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee is a perfect game, but it gosh, that game had so much charm and it was just mm-hmm. so yeah. genuinely fun to play, even if it was like easy. It was just like a blast to walk around and see Pokemon and and I want more of that. Like if I want ugh. Yeah. I do think that the term "faithful remake" remake was a mistake on their part, but I think I think it is entirely there to tell people we're bringing the we're keeping the catch mechanic. We're not we're not doing the let's yeah. go Pikachu EV. I, mean, I think that is the entire reason that phrase existed. I mean, it's a pitfall either way. Like, yeah, if you don't say that you're being faithful to the original game, you're angering all the people that want their game back. If you, when you say it, you, you anger all the people who are like, well, you're going to make all these horrible choices and I'm going to have to have 5 billion HMs again. If you want to tell us information, show us the information, right? They, yeah. they, they said this after a trailer, right? I am 100% certain that the reason was the catch mechanic. You want to show us the catch mechanic, show us the catch mechanic in the trailer that you just released, right? Like trying to get across specific information with these phrases that people then take and run with them and go mm-hmm. oh well that means we've got the underground yeah. and it means we won't have any new pokemon and like you're you're reading too much into it and you know that people read too much into things mm-hmm. why are you using vague terms like it doesn't make any sense <laughs> right like and, like diamond well, and pearl introduced the gts is it going to actually have a gts why would like yeah the company yeah. who I made mean, the gts and pokemon home is making this game why would they duplicate the work you're stuck <sighs> with you're stuck with ad writers that have to sell a game. You're stuck yeah. with a trailer that's made with what they have done so far, and they could get a team together to make something that looked like it was a finished game when they're nowhere near being finished. Sure, but we're talking about the same company that micromanages the stuff that is released in other games, and and they can't even get the idea of what they actually want to get across in a trailer. 
Like, I think part, I do think part of the issue is we, they announce games too, too soon. Yeah. Right. There's far too much time. And especially, you know, Arceus, making sure I say the name right. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was specifically way too early. Why they announced yeah. it a year before it comes out, I have no idea. Nobody would be going, oh, what, you know, why are you releasing a remake? I want a new game. There might be some people doing that. But like, most people would be perfectly happy with just the knowledge of the remakes coming in November and knowing eh, there might be something in a year after that. Yeah. We don't need to know that game's coming out in in one next year they're they're so bad at oh gosh now that you they're so <laughs> bad at just communication like again yeah. we say this all the time why are we just getting sword and shield events like why are why are we getting the press <laughs> releases on friday morning when the event starts on thursday night why is there no yeah. heads up why yeah. did you announce detective pikachu for switch and then show us nothing <sighs> for over a year why did yeah. you announce pokemon sleep maybe again this is me defending sleep uh trying to defend sleep Maybe they did plan for it to come out and they can't ship a mobile game without a physical device. And it is very hard to make physical devices right now. I mean, Ford can't even get chips for their cars, so they can't right. make cars. Yeah. Uh, like Apple had to, Apple, the richest company in the world, had to delay their iPhone a month last year. So, yes, mm-hmm. I do think that sleep was probably delayed because of not being able to put out that plus plus thing. Because they can't make enough of it. I mean, when they put out Pokemon Go with the Go Plus, it sold out in like a day. Yeah. Because they didn't make enough of them. Yeah. We live in a very complicated advertising world (laughs) where we we have companies that have to appease their investors as well as continue people being excited in their brand. And one of the best ways for them to do that is announce all of their upcoming plans that people will talk about all of these things and speculate and keep it going in the conversation. So it is an advertising technique to be deliberately vague to generate constant talking about the stuff. Like, there's not a way to win (laughs) advertising apart from getting people to always talk about your product. And people are used to, in world of Kickstarters and delay products, that they'll announce it's coming out next year, they won't give an end date, and it's delayed. The delay is part of people's expectations, because everything is delayed. But the excitement is what they need to get at the times when they have an investor board coming up, and they can say, look at all the engagement for these two products, please keep investing in us. They want it both ways, though, that's the problem. They want to have this long information of these are the games coming out, but they then don't want to actually give you any information about that to stop people getting disappointed, right? And I don't like to blame the companies too much for people's stupid expectations, but they do know that this happens and they could deal with it. Like we're talking about sleep, for example, they could easily say, oh yeah, it is still coming. Like they put out an investor's note or something saying, we are still working on this, right? but the pandemic has delayed it. That's easy to do and would stop people going, maybe it's been cancelled. It's not been cancelled. Come on, of course it's not been cancelled. The, the only reason I, I don't think sleep was cancelled or delayed is yeah. because what is then select button working on? Like, yeah. <laughs> if it was cancelled or delayed, then they need to come out with something else <laughs> so they can pay their bills. <laughs> I mean, I also yeah. think they're not... I think they are successfully having it both ways. Sword and Shield sold like gangbusters. <laughs> Everything okay. sells yeah, if, like gangbusters. It, sure. They are pl- they are walking a very fine line and they are walking a line again every company is 
always searching for the line of how how they can build anticipation without it pour, boiling over into resentment. And the 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 bad thing that we as consumers have is we have very few outlets to see what they see. Like Twitter and Reddit are not great markers of how people are actually <laughs> feeling. No. Um the internet in general like isn't a great way to to get how people are are feeling what what is for them is how many times does their name come up in searches how is it trending is it good and and that is what they are going for and did they tell sales Japan? haven't yeah i mean sales <laughs> hasn't had didn't dip for sword and shield despite having quote unquote terrible trees and a bad animations like it sold like gangbusters and there was a growing wave of people actively angry at the people who were judging it beforehand and were openly defending their game. Like, that is a win-win-win for a corporation. Yeah, fair. Stupid. <laughs> it's stupid, but it's how it's how the world works right now. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Talking is still press, even yeah. if it's negative talking. Like, the, the number of times, I'm not saying I have bought things out of spite, but I have gotten close in some cases, and it has certainly changed it's maybe pushed me over the edge. Um, just, just, yeah, just despite. I bought Snap people. out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> I am very happy with Snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I it's think a very good looking game. I'll give you that. I don't want to ever discourage or make it sound like. It, for for me, it, it's frustrating, and I think Greg sees that firsthand because Greg watches my Twitch streams. But when the the, uh, the where people's minds go with yeah with thirty seconds of beta, maybe not even beta footage right. of Arceus, oh yeah, and people being yeah. like, "This is going to be the greatest game ever. It's going to be an MMO. It's going to be a million hours long," and it's like. You got some oh, yeah. wild, like, how old are you? You got yeah, some well, wild expectations for 30 seconds of video game yeah. footage. And I've, I mean, people I also think need, people don't want that. Yeah. Like, well, as much as they say, learn, they don't actually want it. I, mean, I, I want some of it. But people just don't have a good, people need to learn to manage. Like, it's fun to spec. I love speculating about a million things, but I've also learned how to be like, also, this is this is what they gave me. Do I enjoy it? Yes or no? Whether yeah. or not it's it's it met what I thought it should be, I think there's a critical skill that we aren't really teaching actively in this sort of new world of your brand is also your identity. Like that is mm. the advertising thing is how to manage your own expectations and understand that difference that there there is a line there that you will never cross like you are never going to convince a company to do something that they had already planned on doing two years ago because you're <laughs> mad about it on twitter right yeah. like this is not a thing that's going to happen uh, the bring back national decks <laughs> didn't do anything and people keep talking about like oh we'll just keep hammering with them and they'll finally listen to an extent like they are listening to are are you gathering enough people that it is a problem? And clearly that didn't yeah. play out for Sword and Shield. Right. The amount of effect you have on a company about decisions they made at the start of a project, which was four years ago, is very little. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's also like the conversation of like they they have to make money and time is money, right? Like they're at the right. end of the day, they're a company. So there are still people that are like, 
Oh, well, they're eventually going to add the rest of the Pokemon to Sword and Shield. Why? Why? Why would they? It sold 21 million copies. Do you think that there's yeah. like 20 million people waiting for for <laughs> for like Kakuna to get added to this game? Like, I no, am. like it's not, like it's just not I, worth I, I, their and time. And do you think anyone who's actually not bought it would still buy it? Like they're, they're still going to have something to complain about and a right. reason not to buy it at that point. Like those of us, I mean, I, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. I do wish that all the Pokemon were in the game. Yeah. But I bought yeah. it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a good game. I had so much fun in that game. Yeah. It's probably my second most played Pokemon game. Yeah. I'm I still mean, playing it. <laughs> it. It's just, it's just like, it's just like the people who want Pokemon games to be harder. Sure. Yeah. Like it'd be cool if a game was harder, but like, is that going to sell five to 6 million more copies? And even if they do go back and add the rest of the Pokemon to Sword and Shield, how much time is that cutting off from a new game? Yeah. Is that like six months of work? Is that three months of work? Is that eight months of work? Like what? Yeah. You have such a small vocal minority that wants something that in the long run for the company, it's just not worth it. Yeah. The Pokemon company is very good at making a game or a product to appeal to as many people as possible, which is what most brands want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> unless you're unless you're a specific luxury brand, like like Coach. Coach isn't even a good example, but like think of a purse brand. They don't need the general public. They just need a dedicated hardcore right. fan base because they sell products at a and Co- again, Coach is not a good example because they're not the most expensive purses, but... They're pretty pricey. You go to Target, get a purse for $14. You go to Coach, that same purse is going to be $120, right? right? Like, they don't need a huge audience. Pokemon... Right. W- but that's not Pokemon. They want the biggest audience possible. Yeah. They don't need... They're not selling $200 versions <laughs> right. of games for, you know, the hardcore fans to buy. Well, it's the also real hard money to is... be like, we don't know what the next generation is. Like, we don't know what their yeah. plan is. We don't know what their art style is. Like, it's hard to say that, like, if Generation 9 uses the same engine and they're building a different set of Pokemon to go into Gen 9, which we assume they do, it is perhaps possible that they could have, have a team to go back and say, we're going to do a final DLC for Sword and Shield. But... It's not just updating one game. It's it's pulling focus away from the, their other products that yeah. they want you invested in. Like, for all we know, they have all the animations done. It's the same engine. They're building it for Gen 9. They could just dump them into S.H.I.E.L.D. right now. But there is not... That stops so many other aspects of the train and pulls away from where they want to be as a company that even if they have it done, marketing and everybody else might say, say that's great, but we can't, we have, we have to sell copies of the Diamond and Pearl remakes, and then we have to sell copies of Arceus, and then we have to sell copies of the thing yeah. after, and there's not a good time for us to just drop a DLC in the middle of everything yeah. and and ruin two years of marketing plans. Even if it is just taking what you already have and putting it in a game, that's still work. That's right? still work. There are, Somebody has to do it. There are bugs in Sword and Shield that would probably only take a couple of days' work to fix. They're not doing it because it's not worth it to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, let's wrap up with... Uh, no, I thought that was a good place to end it. Uh, let's yeah. wrap up with question of the week. All right. Question of the week. I can't wait to hear what you'll be asking. All right. Did I even, this did is, I even put one? Oh, I did. Oh, I'm so good. I was on vacation and I added it in. This, this is a good... This goes back... The, the podcast comes full circle. This is from Alex. What is the weirdest Pokemon item you own? Giant plush, butter dish, etc. Wait. Wait. Oh. Weirdest item I own. Hmm. You've got you've got a lot to choose from. Welcome to my remote oh, wow. control by a small wire Psyduck that rolls. Is this official? Backwards and forwards. Yeah, it's from Tommy. Oh, it is. All right, all right. An official partner this, of the Pokemon company. This is the Pokemon Romocon Battler, it does nothing. It's never actually worked either. Probably because the batteries came dead. But this is the weirdest thing. I don't even know why I have it. But it's just weird and it's never done anything. Mm, Everything else for me is plushes, really. I don't think it's that weird right now, but in like 20 years, the Pokemon typing adventure <laughs> will probably <laughs> definitely stand out as a very yeah. weird thing that they did. Definitely. Yeah, I, I certainly don't have a huge selection of things, and I'm not sure I have anything weird. What I do have is a little, I don't know, what is this, plaster cast Charmander that my older sister made me. I It must be like 22, 23 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> and I, like, I'm not, I'm not even kidding, like that, that is over 20 years old. So it's probably like the oldest thing I have, um, other than, I guess, the original games. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that this is a knockoff, but this is my Squirtle whiteboard marker holder. It just holds markers for a whiteboard, and it's Squirtle. That Squirtle's very thick. Yeah, well, it's, you know. He's a wide boy. It's gotta, he's a wide boy that's got to be uh, protecting my whiteboard markers. Also, I'm pretty sure, since I got this 15 years ago, that these markers are dead. And I think it opens... I Maybe. do have the Pikachu salt and pepper shakers. No butter dish, though. <laughs> uh, I have uh, I have Pokemon stamp rollers when that was a thing back in the nineties. You just the but when I oh I did eventually open it. I was like, why why am I keeping this sealed? I'm not going to resell it. <laughs> They're stamp rollers. So when I opened it, which was maybe a year or two ago, the ink was all dried up and stuff because it was like twenty years of collecting dust. I guess I do have the um I have a Pokemon card uh box here with the uh, stickers from from Nick's illustrations of the not Pokemon. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> yeah, that's a weird item. Now, everything else I have is action figures. I have my Th this spinning... section this section definitely best to watch on YouTube I I suggest for people. <laughs> I have the Gale of Darkness GameCube. That's pretty cool. Oh. They did a GameCube. Yeah, like, is that an official one? It's not. Like, no, it's, it's official. Yeah, it's it's it was wow. just a silver GameCube that has like the Lugia oh, yeah, on yeah, the I top part of it. Uh, it's pretty beat oh, up, wait. but yeah, I see. The, the, Al has the Pikachu sixty four. Hold on, I hold do on. have the Pikachu N sixty four with uh, with Pokemon Snaps in it. There you go. So that's probably my most exciting console. I've I got would. Quite I a would lot want. The, I've got the. A Pikachu. I've got 64. the Game Boy and GBA. It's. Actually, not as expensive as you'd think. It's actually pretty good. I have two of these. Oh, the, the skins. Gale of Darkness custom skins. Wow. Why do you have two? 
I don't know. He was planning a scalping uh, (laughs) days back in the 2000, (laughs) what was that, 2003 for Gale of Darkness? I mean, this is the thing, did you... See, if you we had a merchandise website, we would know when to... Look, what? How, why would I remember why I have two of these from a million... So, actually, actually, the, the most likely thing is, is I did it on pre-order. So, they probably had one when I pre-ordered, and then when I went to go pick up the game, they had it again. That's most likely how I ended up with two. Mm. Uh, okay. I just... I, I do expect people to remember these things, probably because that's about the only thing I can remember in life. Like every <laughs> single thing behind me, I can tell you when I got it and how I got it. Um, <laughs> I, I used to. It's I have now 51 years of collecting stuff. <laughs> and All I'm right, willing fine. myself to forget things because I'm like, if I remember how I got them, I'm less likely to throw them away. Yeah. So now I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't remember how, how I got this chuck. Well, the the question is like weirdest items. Uh, so yeah, yeah, for me, it's probably salt and pepper shakers. Maybe an ap- I have a I have a Pikachu apron. That's pretty weird. Yeah, those did Ooh. you buy all those dishes? I didn't. No, I didn't get a bunch of the dishes. I thought you got the milk one. And the stuff came off. Oh yeah, I got the milk plate. Yeah, it came with two Moomoo bottles and then two Moomoo plates, and I got two, one to keep sealed so I can put it next to my ancient Mew, and then one to use. And using them was the worst thing I could have done because they were poorly made. <laughs> and just hand washing them caused the ink or whatever it's called to come off of it. And then at this point, it's just, nah, I don't know, throw it in the dishwasher. Who cares at this point? At that point, it's yeah, the, at that the point, it's, it's, done. it's done for. But I think that was like, that was kind of, you know, somebody could probably say like, oh, I got the Welch's grape, the jars because Pokemon was on one. that. Yeah. And I, I had those too, my, but they probably went through the dishwasher so many times that I, I don't even know if you yeah. can tell their Pokemon anymore. If it doesn't have to be official stuff, I do have my own Pokemon card made for me by someone in Slack. Oh, nice. Which is Al's Zygarde. Oh, that's cool. That's tournament yeah. legal. Yeah. Sleeve that, <laughs> slide that into a yeah. <laughs> I mean, they get, they get a question now? Somebody might call a so. judge on you. <laughs> I bet you could get through one over. match without someone. You can get through one match. <laughs> yeah, maybe it gets like, like oh, a... that's a really cool rare card. Wow. I don't remember who the Owl Trainer was. <laughs> was there an Owl? There's got to be an Owl in all there is Pokemon no, there animes. Is no, I've done this already. There, there's an, there's an, there's Alder, uh, and there's obviously Alistair in the new game. There is, as far as I know, no Owl. There's no like Although bird there is an keeper owl, owl. owl Crossing. Not that I know of. I haven't seen because most of I mean most of the early games didn't have names on them. Right. I don't think it was till Gen Three was it that they actually had names. Oh yeah, yeah. They were just like youngster, <laughs> and the names came in the remix. No, I think Gen Two had names because they call you. Maybe it's only when they call you. Uh, okay, Gen Two then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Because I'll be Gen like two. Fire Breather Richard is calling you, and you'll be like, oh yeah. No, you're right, Richard. Stop. <laughs> And get Richard. time for this. <laughs> what do you want now, buddy? All right. Well, I think that'll wrap up our show. Uh, Will is out of town, obviously, um, but he'll probably be back next week. I would imagine as much. Uh, you guys have one week left to sign up for the Patreon if you want Nick's bonus music. I did revamp the entire Patreon this month uh, with 
a new $5 reward tier, which will get you ad-free episodes of the podcast. If you don't like ads, we are running an ad now to support the show. So for $5 a month, you get ad-free podcasts. You also get two bonus podcasts a month that come out every other week on Fridays. So the first podcast this month that you would get access to is an interview with Nick, who does all the music uh, for the show and who is doing, who did the Kickstarter albums and stuff. And then the second bonus podcast this month was kind of like a clubhouse thing where we invited some patrons and we talked about the best fire type Pokemon. So that's not like those aren't going to be like we're not bringing Nick back for the second month. Like they will be different. (laughs) Well, maybe we could. They will be different. But I know people always want more podcasts. They want the podcast to be as long as possible. So if you want to support the show and get more podcasts, five dollars a month, you'll also get as soon as the 31st is over, the offer will go away. So if you want more break music and you sign up for the Patreon at five dollars or higher, you get the break music that Nick is working on right now. Six more songs to add to your collection. Um, we have other reward tiers. You know, if you want your name in the YouTube credits, if you want to be a part of those special podcasts we do, if you just want your name to be a slightly different color in the Discord, which is a thing <laughs> that is it's out of control, Greg. Don't give me that look. I revamped the entire get, Patreon. So pa- get your house in order. Patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T or I-S-E dot cat. cat I-S-E dot cash. <laughs> dot cat. Dot cat. Now you have to get Now I have to go naked. get dot cat. But thank you to everyone who supports on Patreon. <laughs> thank you for making it to the end of the podcast. Uh, I will probably remind you guys somewhere in this week to be like, hey, you're running out of time for the exclusive limited CD offer. But thank you for listening. Al, I don't remember what your Twitter is right now. Oh, shocking. Shocking. <laughs> it's uh, the, the Scott bot, uh, where Scott has one T, because it's a nationality, not a name. And Al, you do another podcast you want to let people know. Yes. Yeah. So I do a podcast. Um, uh, most of the time it has previously been with uh, Rochelle, who's also been on the podcast sometime, although she's not been on recently because life is fun. And this is about uh, farming games. So if you want to come here about all the weird and wonderful lots of different farming games, then that would be good. We've got a new episode coming out on Wednesday. Greg, is that White Wing? Greg, is your book still available for pre-order? Yep. Bit.ly slash random book where the R and B have to be capitalized. <laughs> you really messed up on that one, didn't you? <laughs> it wasn't me. It was not me. I did not set that up. Don't put that on me, Steve. <laughs> I'll be streaming on Twitch. Probably more Pokemon Snap. Uh, try to get the last three Pokemon I'm missing. I know one of them I'm missing. I don't know the other two without looking them up. But uh, twitch.tv slash pkmncast. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff the same. P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. Uh, and then our ad for better help. Also P-K-M-N. Betterhelp.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will be back next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. <laughs> I can't super. think quickly. Super. super. Soccer is better than football. <laughs> super Pokemon Tournament 2 is not coming. How dare you!
paid stock. I've invested in Pokemon Tournament Two. <laughs> I did. You started wrapping up, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I've All not right, thought so about this early I enough. Have, I have to stop. Think. A huge shout out to everyone who supports us on Patreon. And these are our producers who give way too much money for the episodes, starting with Kevin, Steven, Sean, Potato, Matthew, Bovine, Kay, Jetsy, Jessica, Jacob, Courtney, Brian, Steph, Evan, Nate, Catherine, Casey, Gray, Dylan, and Alvaro. And our executive producers, they give a little bit too much more money than the other producers, are Joseph, Anthony, Spencer, Ryan, Josh, another Josh, and Brady. Thank you so much for your continued support and liking these podcasts. I love doing them. If you would like to also support It's Super Effective, you can head over to ise.cash, and we will see you all next week.